Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who loves playing some Warzone in his free time, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? Yes, of course. Uh, I, I'm doing quite well. And uh, yesterday I streamed for, like, it was like two and a half hours. Big shout out to uh, one of my best friends, Greg, and another one of my good friends, Jared, for hopping on stream with me. We got our first dub on stream, too. First win. Um, but yeah, no, Warzone's really, really fun. Trevor, I've talked to you about it. I think you'd love the game, too. Um, let's have to get you a game system one of these days. But that's for another period of time. Let's, let's, let's get to some sports here. But before we do, of course, we have to welcome back our third member of the podcast, Ben O'Brien. And Ben, I'd like to say this. I haven't told you this yet. I've had multiple people reach out to me asking where you were specifically on the last podcast. Really? What? That actually, that makes me feel good. I'm, I'm happy that the listeners are a fan of my work. Um, I'd say my best work, Brandon, not to brag, is putting you in your place because usually you don't know what you're talking about. So maybe they're just <laughs> a fan of me putting you in your place. Um, and Trevor, Trevor and I both, I think collectively, we're a good team at putting you in your place on your terrible sports takes. And I'm sure today you might have some bad ones too. So I'm excited to get going with that for sure. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a bad sports take, but you know what? I guess, you know, maybe it's just me who thinks that. Um, but let's start off today with some college basketball. And of course, we're going to throw it over to our college basketball expert, Trevor Reddick. Trevor, um, so we had a lot of upsets this past week in West Virginia Falls. Again, I know you're going to have some thoughts on that. So let's hear collectively some of your thoughts on some of the bigger upsets we've had this week. Yeah, so just some quick notes because we want to get the NFL, but, uh, you know, some quick notes, and then I'll hear some of your guys' quick thoughts as well. So we did see uh, Michigan State, uh, they got destroyed. You'll be happy to hear that, Brandon, on Monday uh, by Minnesota. Minnesota, who has been playing pretty well. Minnesota is now 9-1. and one. They're ranked 21st at the time, beat Michigan State 81-56. to um, Just had to mention that. Michigan State, another one of these big teams um, or big programs, that usually, you know, is always, you know, in the hunt. They're one of the top 10, 15 teams. Has not been playing that well, uh, like a Duke, like a Kentucky, you know. So some of these big programs not having the season that uh, their fans would have hoped for so far. We got uh, some other upsets here. We got Houston, who is actually ranked number five. They have uh, one of their star players, Quentin Grimes, a transfer from Kansas has been playing very well at Houston the past couple years. They lose to Tulsa, 65-64. Another one to mention here is Florida State lost to Clemson that same day, Tuesday, uh, 77-67. So a lot lot of upsets that we're seeing. And another one uh, that happened just yesterday that I hate to talk about, but it's the West Virginia Mountaineers, uh, my favorite team. They lost to Oklahoma. And the big news is with West Virginia that they lost uh, their starting center or one of their starting front court members because really they have it's essentially like they have two centers, um, but they lose Oscar Shebway who is sitting out for personal reasons, and it seems like he's going to be out for the the whole season. At least that's what is being wow. said. That could change. Um, I, I and all they're saying is that it's personal reasons. There's really no uh, further things that they're saying, so it's kind of an unknown. It's very strange. Um, and it sucks because, you know, I was hoping that West Virginia would have a real shot to kind of contend, potentially get back to the Final Four like we haven't done in, you know, about 10 years now. But uh, it's going to be tougher now without him. And uh, the last upset that we had was something that I did kind of enjoy, which was Texas uh, completely kind of dismantling Kansas, who 
Kansas did not have a good shooting night at all. Um, they lost in this game 84-59, to 59, and I believe Kansas shot, I think it was, let's see, I'm going to look, I, I think it was around 30% from the field. Yeah, it was 31%, and they only shot 13% from three. Kansas made only three out of 23 three-pointers in this game, so uh, great showing defensively by Texas there to kind of shut down Kansas. And Texas, I mean, they've been really good. They have a good backcourt, Matt Coleman, and, um, you know, so, some of these other players in Texas, it's kind of a team that I, I thought was going to be really good. And I think they're even better than I thought. So really impressive. Uh, the last game I just want to hit is Iowa Rutgers. This was just a fun game in general, not an upset here. Iowa was the favorite and they did win in a very close one. It was 77-75. They beat Rutgers. Uh, Luca Garza finished with 25-4. and Um you know, so this was this was just a really fun game, and and I do also want to mention I think both these teams are really solid, and I think Rutgers. You know, th this was really my first time like really watching them and really kind of like focusing and, and seeing like okay, is Rutgers for real? And it, it's hard to know for sure, but they have been playing very well. And one thing that stood to me is Ron Harper Jr., the son of obviously former NBA legend Ron Harper, who played with the Bulls. You know, he. Has been playing really well. He had this uh, this post. He like had this poster dunk on, on someone toward the end of the game, and Rutgers still lost. But I just wanted to mention that because uh, he's been very good this year. I think he's averaging about twenty three and seven for Rutgers. So th those are my thoughts on college basketball. Um, did did either of you guys have any you know takeaways that you wanted to mention? So Trevor, I actually have one question, and then Ben, uh, you know, we we can move on if you don't have anything, but. It seems like the Big 12 has a lot of good teams, um, but a couple of them have been losing recently. Obviously, we see Baylor at 9-0. Uh, Texas is beating you know, three-ranked Kansas or whatever they were ranked, and they're in the top 10. Uh, West Virginia is also really good. We see Texas Tech fall to Oklahoma State, who's also 7-2. So who do you think is the best team in this conference at the moment? Do you think it's still Baylor? Do you think Texas wins impressive enough? What do you, who do you think is the best team? Um, I think it's still Baylor, although Texas is definitely making it interesting. Um, I can't, I can't wait for their matchup, but I think, I think it is Baylor. You know, Baylor's been really solid. The first time I watched them play earlier in the year, I, I thought they just looked really great against Illinois. They pulled away in that game, and, and just like all around, they're an experienced team. They have a lot of seniors, mm -hmm. um, a lot of returners off of a team that was already like really good last year. Um, so for me, it's Baylor, but Texas is pretty close behind, and obviously Kansas is always in the conversation too. Of course. Ben, any last thoughts before we quickly move over to the NBA? I will say this. I'll say this about Baylor real quick. I kind of look at Baylor the same way I look at Gonzaga in the fact that, like, until Baylor proves me wrong, I'm going to say they're the best team in the Big 12 because, I mean, yeah. they're just solid. and I mean, they're 9-0. We've seen that from them. Um, it's a shame that they didn't get to play Gonzaga because I think that's really where you, you would have saw how they stacked up. Um, but in terms of their conference in the Big 12, I, I until they lose, I really I have a hard time saying that anybody is superior. I, I will say Texas winning at Kansas by 25 points uh, maybe maybe opens people's eyes a little bit more to Texas in terms of winning the Big 12. But I, I still think you have to go with Baylor as as the best team in the Big 12 until some other team knocks them off. Yeah, no, 100 um, percent. So let's move on quickly to the NBA. We only have a couple thoughts. Um, and Trevor, we're going to throw it back over to you. We see Christian Wood of the Rockets, new team, nice shiny new contract, and he is bowling out the undrafted guy. 
Um, went to Detroit, of course, and played really, really well. I think he's on like a three-year, $41 million contract, if I remember correctly. Um, his last couple games, I mean, just his last four, he, he has 20 points and above in all of them. Um, and he's shooting exceptionally well from the field. It looks like it's well above 50% uh, from the field. So Trevor, Christian Wood, I mean, is this the early you know, favorite for the most improved player? Yeah, I think right now he definitely is. Um, he's averaging about 24 points, 11 rebounds, um, which that, that marks the 16th best in points uh, so far in the season out of all players and 11th in rebounds. He also has a PER of about 25, which is 17th. Uh, he's shooting about 56% from the field, so his numbers are really good. He's he's playing very well. Houston, um, they're they're two and two. They're not they're off to you know kind of a, a so-so start. Obviously, they had that first game canceled, but Christian Wood, he, he's looking very good. He's played very well um, yeah. in, in some of these games. Uh, in their most recent two wins against Sacramento, uh, playing playing very well in those games. So yeah, I think Christian Wood's really impressive and. I didn't really know a ton about him, you know, last year because he was playing in Detroit. I didn't really watch a lot of Detroit Pistons basketball last year. I I, I will admit, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people outside of Detroit Pistons fans were watching a lot of Detroit Pistons basketball. Um, but yeah, Christian Wood, he's a great player. Um, you know, he, he can stretch the four floor, shoot threes, um, has a lot of different things in his game. So he's he's a really good player to watch out for. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with this whole James Harden thing. Um, eventually, it seems like he'll probably get traded, but we don't know yeah. when, and it's not, you know, a guarantee. So right. it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Um, John Wall's actually been playing pretty well, only in a couple games, but his numbers are good so far. We'll, we'll see how that continues to progress. But, yeah, Christian Wood's been very good. All right, and one last thing before we hop into uh, the end of small talk here. The Phoenix Suns are 5-1, and one, Trevor. Um, they have the lowest amount of points allowed at 98.7. Uh, aren't super high on the offensive end. However, they are 5-1. and one. Um, Do you see the Suns making that big step after years upon years of drafting early? Yeah, so the Suns, they definitely had a hot start. And I kind of see, and this is kind of what I saw them as before the year started, is that they're going to kind of be similar... Um, not necessarily in how their team's made up, but I think in terms of what their outcome is in a season uh, is to like the OKC Thunder of last year where they're the five seed. You know, Chris Paul kind of takes this team and, you know, he kind of leads them and into like being a, pr a really solid team. And I think it's really going to be beneficial for Devin Booker as he kind of becomes this superstar. I mean, already he's he's just been fantastic in the past mm -hmm. couple years. And Devin Booker, I mean, for the next 10 or so, 12 years, he's going to be one of the best players in the league probably here in, in the next couple of years. He'll really come into his own. And I think Chris Paul's leadership, you know, kind of helping him, maybe teaching him some things that, you know, um, obviously Devin Booker hasn't been in the playoffs yet. It seems like this year he definitely will be in the playoffs. So that'll be great for Devin Booker. And also, like, I just like some of these other pieces they have, like DeAndre Ayton. Sure, he's not no, he's not Luka Doncic. We we obviously know that by now, but he's still a really good player. Uh, he can, he can do a lot of good things in the pick and roll. And then Macau Bridges, a player who I really liked coming out of Villanova. Um, I, I just always thought he could be like a good three and D player, and so far he has been playing well. So I, I've always kind of liked watching him at Villanova, and now at Phoenix, he's doing really well as well as well. So. 
I like this Phoenix team. I think they're probably, you know, in that four, five, six range as far as seeding in the West. So they've been really fun. Gotcha. So let's move out of small talk today. We're going to go over to small talk trivia to end small talk. Um, currently the score is 39 to 33. I am up by a little bit here. Um, so Trevor, why don't, why don't you, I feel like I always start off with questions. So why don't you start off with your question for today? All right, so we obviously, in the NFL, we're coming into Week 17 now, and, um, you know, it's, it's been a very interesting season. So it's, it's only right if I make my question about uh, the NFL and specifically about uh, the playoffs. Now, my question is, who is the last six seed to win the Super Bowl? So, so it's, it's really that simple. Who is the last team... Uh, coming in the NFL playoffs, who was a six seed that won the Super Bowl? Hmm. So I know one six seed that won, um, which I believe was the Ravens. I believe the Ravens were the six seed. Now I don't know if they were the last six seed, but I I have this feeling that they were. Um. Hmm. This is a tough one. I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head who, you know, who's... I got to go back in the old bank. I hate the memory questions because I, I can't remember anything. Ben, do you know the answer to this question? No, I have no idea. You know, it's, a, it's a tough question. I mean, there's I have a couple guesses, but I, I, I would not be confident in any of the guesses that I gave. Hmm. I know... I thought the Ravens were the sixth seed in 2012-2013 when they won. Um, but I can't remember off the top of my head if they won or not. I'm, I'm just going to go with the Ravens because I think they were the sixth seed. And that, that'll be my final answer. I'll go with the Ravens that year. Okay, so... The Ravens are not the correct answer. They they were actually not the sixth seed. They were the four seed. Um, now, the, the Ravens were the last team to win the Super Bowl that wasn't that didn't have a bye, and that was in 2012. But the last yes. sixth seed to win the Super Bowl was the 2010 Green Bay Packers. Mm. They were 10 and six, um, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl, and now. He has a chance to maybe get his second, possibly. Uh, we also saw a couple weeks or, or a couple years earlier before that, the Giants were also a six seed when they mm -hmm. upset uh, the New England Patriots, obviously. So, yeah, it's pretty rare for six seeds to win and just rare for teams without bye weeks to win the Super Bowl in general. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so here is my question. We have um, some interesting choices for the Heisman this year, one of which is Devonta Smith, the receiver from Alabama. When was the last time a receiver, or wh who was the last uh, receiver to win the Heisman? Okay. Mm -hmm. Who was the last wide receiver to win the Heisman? So, yes. going back, I mean, obviously it's a quarterback-dominated award. We know this. You know, I mean, the quarterback, a quarterback has won for like the last at least like, I feel like six or seven years, maybe even more than that. It's been a while um, since even a running back has won. So 
to think about the last receiver who could have won, it's difficult because I have to go back uh, a little ways in time, I think, uh, to get to a receiver who could have been good enough to win it. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to think about this. I know, like, hmm, because it, it's been quarterbacks for a while. I know, like, Mark Ingram as a running back, he won it in 2010. Um, to think about some of the greatest receivers that may have had a shot. Um, well, I know, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, thinking of random names now. Like, Michael Crabtree never, obviously, he didn't win it. I'm just trying to think about some of the great, the, the really good receivers that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, this one's tough. I feel like it's got to be, like, it might even be, like, the 90s, potentially. Um, wow. Last receiver. Who won the Heisman? Is it yeah, tough? this is this is difficult. Um, I don't even like have a guess in mind because I'm, I'm I'm trying to think about who this could even possibly be. Like, there's no way. Like, like Randy Moss. He, no, he, there's no way he would have won a Heisman at Marshall, right? Yeah, no, that wouldn't even make sense. I don't think. Um, now, now I'm just like thinking about all-time great wide receivers, which doesn't really help at all. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to come um, up with an answer here. Yeah, um, I I really have no clue. Um, I just this is just uh, a question where I happen to to not really know at all. Um, so I'm gonna like take a guess here. Okay. It, like like I I really don't even have an answer honestly. Like, it it's not gonna be Randy Moss. It's not gonna be any other court receiver that i can think of so i don't know it's (laughs) um yeah i i have no idea i guess my guess is randy moss but that's not correct so i have no idea okay so the correct answer is desmond howard the michigan man in 1991 okay Okay. he was the last wide receiver to win and maybe we'll have one uh on tuesday we'll have another one but we shall see Okay, huh. let's move on over to randomly ranked. We have another interesting one today. I don't even know who came up with this one specifically, but today we are going to do top uh, three game shows we would want to be on. So it's a it's a weird one for sure. I will start off today. Uh, my number three, I'm gonna do Match Game. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what Match Game is. It, it's recently come back a little bit, um, but this kind of seems like it, it'd be funny and fun to be on, and you know maybe I'd win a little bit of money. Number two, I gotta go smarter than a fifth grader. I think that show when I was younger was just the best to watch. I loved watching it. Really, really enjoyed it. And number one, you know, rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. I love watching Jeopardy. I feel like everyone in the world watches Jeopardy. Um, and you know, I, I don't think I'm quite at that level to be on Jeopardy, but I, I do really enjoy watching it and I would love to be on it. And those are my top three. Trevor, what are your top three game shows you'd like to be on? All right, so number three, I'm going to start off with Family Feud. Uh, it, it's just a really funny show to watch. Um, it, I think it would be fun to be on uh, with my family. So that's my number three. Number two, I went with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, obviously, this would be great for potential money reasons. Um, and obviously, and also, just like it's a show I, I've watched in the past. Um, you know, like 
maybe not regularly, but I've definitely watched it a decent amount. And I like the show. I think it's set up pretty interestingly how you have, like, you know, certain people that maybe you can call. And, you know, I've tried to think about, like, who, who would I call for, like, certain questions. I've tried to think about who that person would be. So that's my number two. Number one, I have to go with a show that I did watch regularly. Um, I used to watch all the time as a kid, and that's Deal or No Deal. Um, it was just a great show. And, and I said this before the podcast, like you're literally just picking cases. You're just choosing them. And it, it's such a simple thing, but I just, for some reason, I always love the show so much. So that's my number one. Gotcha. All right, Ben, your top three game shows you would like to be on. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor and I are on the same page here. We got some similarities. My number three, uh, Trevor had it. Who wants to be a millionaire? Um, I want a million dollars. That's why I want to be on it. Um, I have no faith in my ability to, to get that far, but there's lifelines, so you never know. You never know. You get lifelines. You get help. Who would, would I be your lifeline, Ben? No, there's no way I would ever call you unless it was unless wow. it had something to do with like Michigan football. I, I have no faith that— you have, to pick your, you have to pick your call before. Yeah, I know, but here's the thing, Brandon. You don't remember anything that happened more than like a week ago, so like, there's no way that like, if they said that is true. What happened, this happened in 1974, you'd be like, I don't know. It, it, it could have happened in 2017, and you wouldn't know. So like, I, I just I, I don't I'm know. I'm still upset you when I just, me. I can't. I can't. I can't. I just if that much money on the line, Brandon, I'll take you out to dinner if I win, but I, I can't I can't pick you if, <laughs> if that much money is on the line. Um my number two, Trevor also had a deal or no deal. It's a cool game. It's fun to watch. I like the strategy of like when a big number goes off the board, then the bank the banker comes in or the is that is that always called the banker? Yeah. The banker calls you yeah. and you have to decide if you want to take the money, is it worth it? Um I know Brandon it, agrees with me. There's many times where I'd be like, I just take the money and run. Um, because 100%. 100 grand is better than potentially having two dollars in your case. So um, it's just it's just cool. It's cool. 100%. It's cool to watch the strategy and stuff like that. Um, my number one is Cash Cab. Cash Cab, and I, I'm practical oh, here. I love I'm Cash practical Cab. on this on the Small Bar Podcast because worst case scenario, I get the first three questions wrong. I probably just got like a free cab ride for like five six blocks in New York City, which can be expensive. Um, so I like to think That's practically true. here on the Small Bar Podcast and maybe win some money. And if worst case scenario, I get a free cab ride for a little bit. So um, that would have to be, be uh, my number one. I, I I like everything I just heard there, 100%. Okay, let's move on over um, and down to the uh, NBA – or excuse me, NFL. Uh, we got a lot of NFL stuff to talk about. Um, and, you know, I, I think, you know, we see the – the playoffs coming up here um what are some matchups trevor that you are looking forward to that are like projected at the moment uh wait do you want to do the, the college football playoff real quick or or do you oh, yeah, mean, yeah, there were some pretty important college football, football played this weekend Brandon. we can we can skip was, it if you want right, but right. i mean well, we, <laughs> no reason to skip no reason to skip let's let's go over to college football so we obviously had the two very important games um of course we had the the big ohio state win uh, over Clemson and Alabama beating up a little bit on Notre Dame. I actually saw some people say that the Notre Dame-Alabama game was close. I would tend to disagree. I don't think the game was that close, like, at all. Um, so, I mean, we could just go right into Ohio State-Clemson if you guys want, unless you guys have some thoughts on Alabama and Notre Dame. I, I do no, not. I mean, I, I, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was exactly what I expected. It was, it was not very close. The score may have said it was a 17-point game, but... It was never in doubt, in my opinion. All I'll say about that game is yeah. that Alabama was like a 20-point favorite, and they would have covered if Notre Dame didn't score with like 50 seconds left. So, I mean, it, re- it really yeah. wasn't ever right. close. Okay, let's talk about Ohio State-Clemson. So, we all predicted Clemson to win. And I don't necessarily think it was like a terrible prediction because Clemson's very good. 
Um, but I just want to point out, I've been saying for many years that I thought Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence. And one game doesn't necessarily define that. Um, however, I think Justin Fields really came out and proved himself. You know, you look at earlier, you know, the last couple games for him were not these, you know, fabulous games. And if it was me, I'm drafting Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. That's what I would do. I know people are going to call it stupid. I understand that. But I've been saying for three plus years that I think Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence. 100%. And, I mean, this was a great performance. And Ohio State's a talented team, and it's going to be interesting seeing them go against Alabama. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm very, very happy with what I saw with Justin Fields. And to me, I think he deserves to be the top pick my opinion Trevor what do you think yeah um this was this was a really fun game I actually really enjoyed it even though Ohio State ended up kind of running away with it I I've been saying this like I I told my dad I, I think I told you guys like this was my favorite game of the whole college football season and what it comes down to is it was the two best quarterbacks that's that's why I loved it so much like seeing Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields two quarterbacks who regardless of who you think is better I think they're both going to be awesome in the NFL if they have a good situation, you know, and, and if they don't get screwed over by the organization. That's that's really the caveat there. But they both should be awesome, right? Just as, like, Joe Burrow should be awesome. Justin Herbert looks like he's going to be awesome. So I, I loved it for that reason. Now, Ohio State did surprise me. I have to admit, I didn't think they would win. I thought Clemson was just looking too good. I thought Ohio State, they looked shaky in some of these games, Northwestern game, uh, some of their other games earlier in the Big Ten. So I thought Clemson was going to win, but I was wrong. Um, Trey Sermon is someone who really stood out to me in this one. He's not someone who I knew a ton about. You know, I, I watched a little bit of Ohio State earlier, but I... I, I obviously he hasn't played a ton, you know, until really like this Northwestern game where he had his coming out party, and he really impressed me. I mean, the, there was that one run I remember in the second quarter, I think it was when he probably broke like three or four tackles. He had like a stiff arm, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just that play alone, like that kind of clinched for me. He was already like running the ball really well, and he had that play. I was like, yeah, this guy is. You know, when when he's when he's able to get drafted, I think he'll be you know one of the top running back prospects. He looks very good to me. I was I was incredibly impressed. And then Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I thought even though Trevor Lawrence had did have a few bad moments, I thought overall they were both playing very well. Fields did play better in this game for sure. You can't dispute the numbers. You can't dispute what happened. Fields did outplay him on this night doesn't mean outright that Fields is better than him. I I, I still really don't know, to be honest with you. But Justin Fields, some of those deep balls he he threw, um, the one was from, like, I think their own 45-yard line. The ball seemed like it was sailing in the air for so long, and then it just drops right in in the hands of the receiver. So I I was really impressed by Ohio State, and I'm excited for this championship game. I mean, I think it's going to be really good. I think Ohio State could totally beat Alabama. I mean, if they just beat Clemson, um, they could totally do it. I don't know if they will, because I think Alabama is better than Clemson. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. The only thing I'm worried about for Ohio State is is Justin Fields. How how is this injury? You know that hit. Obviously, it was it was a bad hit. Uh, you know, leading with the crown of his helmet. And Justin Fields played through it, and he still made some good throws after. But I'm still mm-hmm. worried that there could be some like effects from this injury that might hinder him a little bit in the Alabama game. Only thing I'm worried about. Definitely possible. Ben, let's hear your thoughts on the game. Yeah, so I agree with Trevor. This is probably my favorite college football game I've seen this year. Um, And I think the biggest takeaway I had from this game, from both teams, 
was how physical they were. This game was brutal. I mean, you never want to see people get hurt, but there were constantly dudes down on the field taking huge hits. I was, and specifically Ohio State, I was so impressed with the physicality of their defense because, I mean, against Northwestern, their defense did not look good. Justin Fields didn't look good. Their defense didn't look good. Um, their DBs I had a lot of questions about, and that's why I didn't think Ohio State was going to win this game because I didn't think their DBs would be able to be able to handle, regardless of uh, the receivers Clemson had missing. I just didn't think they'd be able to to handle Trevor Lawrence and his ability um, to pick apart defenses. But the physicality of Ohio State's defense was super impressive. Their defense line, I mean, they were hitting Trevor Lawrence, it seemed, every single play. Um, and it was just so impressive. And I do think if they can be that physical against Alabama, I, I think they have more of a chance than – I originally maybe would have thought they had. If you if I if you told me a week ago that Ohio State was going to play Alabama um, in the championship game, I would say Alabama is going to win by a lot. Um, and after watching this Ohio State team play the other day and see what they're capable of, I, I do think they have a decent chance. I mean, obviously they're going to be an underdog, um, and that's probably rightfully so. But I was so impressed with this Ohio State defense, and obviously Justin Fields was amazing. I mean, he had two passes. That one pass he had, that touchdown pass to Chris Olave, whoever it was, it, I mean, that thing was like 60 yards. It, that I think he threw that 60 yards in the air. Um, it was so impressive. It looked like he didn't even put that much effort into it. It looked like he kind of just like flung it downfield 60 yards, no problem. Um, he's amazing. And Brandon, honestly, two weeks ago after that Northwestern game, I would have said you're crazy if you th- even consider Justin Fields being better than Trevor Lawrence. But I still think Trevor Lawrence is better. And, Brandon, if you remember, um, I just alluded to you know 20 minutes ago about how your memory is terrible, so you probably don't. But if you remember, sophomore year, um, sitting in our dorm room and – what was it, Offenhauer? Remember, we used to, we watched that QB11, and it was a competition between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Um, and you kept mm-hmm. saying, 100%. You, you knew Justin Fields from recruiting, you knew Trevor Lawrence from recruiting, you kept saying, Justin Fields is better, he's better, he's going to Georgia. And I was more of a Trevor Lawrence fan. I was like, no, I like Trevor Lawrence. So um, I'm glad that you're sticking with your, your Justin Fields take. I'll stick with my Trevor Lawrence take of who's better um, because we've been pretty consistent on that for three-plus years now. But it's just cool to watch these two play. And, and I mean, it was a really cool game. Like I said, Ohio State was clearly the better team. They were the more physical team. Justin Fields was the better quarterback. And I'm now extremely excited to watch them play Alabama because I think it's pretty clear that Alabama has been the best team all year, most consistent team all year. But if Ohio State plays like they did the other day, I, I, I think it's going to be hard for any, any team to beat them because they were extremely impressive on, on um, every aspect of, of the game. Yes, 100%. So now let's move on to the NFL um, as I jump the gun a little bit. Uh, and Trevor, I'm still going to go back to you. Um, you know, we, we have matchups that people think are going to happen. Um, but, you know, what, what are you most excited to see in these playoffs? Um, I'm excited for a lot of things. You know, I, I think number one is we do have the seven playoff teams now. So now we might see how, I mean, the, the advantage of being the one seed, I think, is even more so. Al- although you do have, like, the trade-off of, like, yes, there isn't fans. So it's like... I still think being a one seed is going to be an incredible advantage because the bye week, I think the bye week even more so this year could be an advantage um, more than years in the past. However, I also think the fans, it's kind of a trade-off, but anyway, um, I, I think the Chiefs definitely are at a, at a pretty huge advantage and the Packers as well. Um, Packers especially playing at Lambeau throughout um, until they theoretically get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, probably a lot of cold weather, maybe some snow in some of those games. Um, so that'll be interesting. Packers have an advantage there. Uh, the Chiefs have been playing very well, only one loss. Um, and and I think I think Buffalo is really the only threat to them in the AFC right now. I think most people would agree on that, so that's going to be interesting, I hope. 
that we get that AFC Championship game between those two teams. Um, but I, I do like how the Ravens have been playing. Um, I I would say that if you have to pick a third best team in the AFC, I would probably pick the Ravens. It's not by a lot, but that's who I would pick. Um, I, I think there's a lot of interesting scenarios here. Like, you know, right now we have set up where it's like, okay, the Titans have the four seed, but if they lose and the Colts win, the Titans actually fall all the way out and the Colts get in. Um, we have the Browns, who haven't made the playoffs since 2002, and if they somehow lose this game, even with Pittsburgh sitting out their starters, that would be like such a huge gut punch to Browns fans. If if that would obviously if that would mean that they don't make it, um, they still could make it with losing. I think it's still possible, but probably really unlikely. I would imagine. Um, so the Browns need to win. They are favored, but that's definitely a huge storyline. And then the NFC, we have, um, and, and I'll talk about it a little bit more um, in depth with the Bucks. But I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, who are their matchups. Um, and then, obviously, the scenario with this Rams-Cardinals game today, which is um, probably the game I'm most looking forward to today because both these teams playing for playoff spots. And then you have the Bears, who somehow are still in the hunt as well. So those are just some of my quick thoughts, and then I'll give give some more detailed thoughts after I hear what you guys have to say. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of exciting things happening uh, this week in football. Uh, you know, obviously I want to see, you know, the Ravens make the playoffs. I think it'll be very interesting if the Steelers win and the Colts lose. I just would love to see the excitement from the Cleveland Browns fans when that, or if that happens, and then their team doesn't make the playoffs after winning 10 games and having a historically amazing season. That would be amazing on my end. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think the Browns are going to make the playoffs. Um, I don't think the Steelers will win today just because they're sitting literally everybody, it seems like. Um, I'm very excited for the NFC. I think there's a lot of teams in the NFC that are good and not great. Um, like the Packers, I think, have shown some weakness. Um, I also agree with the Saints. I think they've shown a little bit of weakness. And I, I think all those top three teams are good, but I don't think they're nearly as good as the Bills or the Chiefs. Um, to me, the AFC is much more top-heavy. Those two teams are really good where I think everyone else is a little bit behind. Um, but I think you know the Bucks are a good team. I think they have three or four, maybe even five teams that you know have potential to win. Uh, really on any given day, and I think are really good football teams. So I'm I'm most excited to see who comes out of the NFC, which I understand is way in the future, um, but it's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out. Ben, uh, any thoughts you have besides that you want the Bengals to lose today? Yeah, um, obviously I want the Bengals to lose. I want a better draft pick. Um, And that's a hot debate because some people people think that, you know, it's nice to see a team win um, at the end of the season, build some momentum for the next year. Um, No, I'm I'm on the side of let's just get a better draft pick. Um, but regardless of that conversation, I'm most excited for um, – I mean, I've been most excited for this all year, the NFC East, right? I want to see what terrible team gets to make the playoffs. Um, because, yeah. I mean, if Washington wins, they make the playoffs. And, I mean, I know I, – I mean, I watched the Bengals play uh, them, and they're terrible. They're not good. And the Bengals are bad too. But Washington football team is not good. If Joe Burrow didn't go down, I really do think the Bengals would have beat them that game. Um, so if they win, they're in the playoffs. And if they lose, then it's the winner of the Cowboys and the Giants. And, again, those two teams, I don't have faith in either of those two teams either. Um, so I'm just super excited to see what garbage team gets to make the playoffs. It's always fun to see these terrible teams. Somebody has to win. Uh, I'm super excited to see who win, who wins that division. And maybe, you never know, maybe Andy Dalton will, will make his, his triumphant return to the playoffs where he's done so well in his career. So um, I, I'm rooting for an Andy Dalton playoff appearance again. It's been, it's been five years, four or five years since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see another Andy Dalton uh, playoff appearance. So hopefully the Cowboys can pull this off um, in what is truly one of the worst divisions I've ever seen in my entire life. 
100%. Okay, Trevor, anything else you would like to go over before we kind of wrap up the episode here? Yeah, so I just want to talk about uh, the Bucks really quickly because, you know, it's they're, they're right now projected to be the five seed. It seems like that's the most likely scenario. Um, as long as they beat the Falcons today, um, they'll be the five seed, which isn't a given, but it's, you know, they... You know they'll they'll probably beat them. I think I don't want to be too optimistic in any in any sense when I talk about um, the Bucks. But you know it's interesting because you know you think about teams in November and December. And I actually wanted to look at look back last night. I was doing some research and I was trying to look at like okay, what are Super Bowl winners? How do they do in November December? Like what are their records? So the Bucks in November and December are five and three. And if you just go backwards, the Chiefs last year winning, they were seven and one. The Pats in twenty eighteen also five and three. Eagles twenty seventeen six and two. Pats twenty sixteen seven and one. Broncos in twenty fifteen were five and four. So it actually isn't isn't probable as I thought. Um, however, um, obviously the thing I mentioned earlier with the trivia question was, you know, a team. Um, the last team without a bye who won the Super Bowl was the Ravens all the way back in 2012. So it's been about eight, eight or nine years, which is a long time. That That's going to make it pretty improbable uh, to make a far run here. And I think also a thing that kind of is working against the Bucks. the Bucks are one in four against playoff teams. And that's, that's assuming because the Bears theoretically could get in. If the Bears and Rams both get in, then it would be one in five against playoff teams. Um, which is obviously very bad. The only playoff team they've beaten is the Packers. Now, I think it's going to be really tough. The Bucks have been very inconsistent. Um, the only the only thing I think that could create a path is if they get like the the exact right matchup. So it's it looks likely that they probably will get Washington. We don't know for sure. They could lose to the Eagles, but right now it's set up like they're going to play Washington. If we play Washington, if they play Washington. That should be a win, in theory. It should be a win. The Washington, like, essentially doesn't have a quarterback. Like, they just, it's it's not really a good quarterback. So, situation, they do have a pass rush. That's the only worry there, but they should win. In the second round, my worry is the Saints. If they get the Saints, I think it's a loss. Like, I think it's it's not even any debate. I don't see any possible way that the Bucks could ever beat the Saints this year. If they get the Seahawks... Um, I'm still worried because the Seahawks, their pass rush has looked pretty good the past couple weeks. Um, you know, and obviously Russell Wilson is awesome, but I think they're more beatable than the Saints. So I think that's a likely matchup we could see if, um, if like the uh, Saints potentially get upset or, or if someone gets upset, we could potentially face Seahawks. The likely matchup, however, would be the Packers. Now, the Packers playing in Lambeau, that's going to be tough. If it's cold weather, Tom Brady historically has played well in cold weather, but I think regardless, it's going to be tough. So at the end of the day, I think it's going to be very difficult for the Bucks to make a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. However, there are certain matchups that I like. I do like um, the, the Washington matchup or any team in the NFC East, and I, li- and I do actually like the Packers matchup because we already beat them once. And I, I still am not super confident in the Packers' defense. Like, I would rather the Bucks play a team with an awesome offense with a shaky defense than, like, a shaky defense with an awesome— or a shaky offense with an awesome defense. So those are basically my thoughts. I think it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, 
And, and that's about it for me. I, I guess I had one other question for you, Brandon, though, about the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Who is the team that you would most like to see them play in the first round? Would it be Pittsburgh or would it be like Tennessee? Like, who, who would you like to see them I, play? I in no way would like to play Tennessee um, or Kansas City. Both teams the Ravens struggle with. I would very much like to play the Steelers. Steelers have been struggling both games against the Ravens. Really, they shouldn't have won at all. The second game was their big COVID game where they had like everyone and their mom out. Um, so... I, I would much rather play the Steelers, and I, I hope that is who they play, the Steelers. Okay. Um, anything else you guys want to go over, or I think I will wrap up the episode here if not. I think no, that's I think about it. How about you, Ben? Awesome. All right, well, thank you all so much for listening today. We really, really appreciate all the support of the podcast, as always. Um, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review if you like the episode. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, at the Small Baller. We post about all of our podcasts coming out, um, where we have multiple on our podcast network. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons!